Hey guys, welcome to Know Your Gear Live podcast number 84. I think it was 84. It feels like 84 was last week. I'd be laughing if it's actually 85. I'm pretty sure it's 84. Anyways, uh, before we get started, I want to do some shout outs real quick. I want to thank uh, uh, Bradulist, Jeff House. Whoops, there it is. Jeff Howe, Howes, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce and the One Blood Wee Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, David Madison, Andrew Good. Anthony Desposito, Billy Robertson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Stewart, Bill Brotherington, uh, Brotherington, Brotherington, Brotherington. I like Bill Brotherington. We're going to use Bill Brotherington. Carlos uh, Portilio, Charles Keene, or Chuck Keene, as we all know him, Chris Glaze, Craig Parker, Daniel Psychic, Dennis Prescott, who's new, Dylan87, Greg Peterson, who's also new, James Biles, Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Lawrence Petros, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke. Michael Lidner, Paul Astrike, Lewis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal Effects, Ricky Robinson, Robert Brooks, Robert Hodges, Robert Wood, Guitars. I think that's Robert Good Guitars. It doesn't say plural. It just says Robert Wood Guitar. So, Robert, one day you got to send me a message. Let me know if it's Robert Wood Guitars. Scott Tompkins, Space Jazz, Steve Pinna, Tim, just Tim, and Tim Camacho. These are the, uh, the patrons and many more that make this uh, possible every week. And uh, you guys are all amazing, everybody especially who's watching right now live. You guys always hang out with me every Friday. Uh, I'm sure I'd like to say it's because you got nothing better to do, but I know a lot of you are supposed to be doing stuff right now and you still hang out with me and I appreciate that oh so much. Uh, we got some exciting stuff today. We're going to do some questions as always. Talk about some crazy stuff that's going on. I got some questions for you finally for once. Uh, and also I got an announcement to make that uh, I'm going to do in just a second, uh, as soon as I say hi to a couple people. Uh, Monte Carlo just did a super chat and said hi, and I saw before we even started, uh, where are you at? Where are you at? I knew it was William. William William Thornton just did a super chat. Man, you guys are great. No questions, no nothing. That's the easy work right there. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, we got a couple people from all over the world. Looks like a surf, surfer by, surfer by, says, what's up from Boston? Hey, do you know a guy named Steve? In Boston, there's a guy named Steve. He's from Boston. I don't know. You might know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be in a good. I'm in a good mood today because this has nothing to do with gear. But it is 105 today in Arizona, and it is supposed to be soon the last of the over 100 heat. Uh, we have a, a storm coming in. Apparently, when the rain comes, we're gonna be in the 80s, and that usually for us means we'll stay in the 80s uh, for the rest of the. We're done with the hundreds. That'd be great uh, uh, to be done with this. It's been a, it's been a, it's been hot. It's been a hot summer. I know everybody around the world. I know some people are like in Europe had a huge summer this year with no AC. Uh, and I really feel bad for you guys. I'm sorry, but man, the heat has just been extra brutal in Arizona. So what's the big announcement we got? Well, I want to talk about this. Uh, so uh, a company called DistroKid reached out to me. Where are they at? Let's go to them. I'm going to screen share with you guys because you guys may have seen them. They're really uh, really popular with a lot of YouTubers. There it is, uh, DistroKid. And there's a reason why we're sharing it. Now, one, obviously because they asked me to and to do a sponsorship deal. Uh, basically, uh, pay us a little money on the channel to put this out there. But there's a reason why I want to do this. Um, there's a couple things. One, there's something that you guys get. So I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like a commercial. Please understand, but it's really because I gotta explain to you what I'm doing. Um, 
Yeah, and see, Jared Briggs says, DistroKid pushes music out to everyone. Of course they do. So DistroKid and why I uh, am starting to use them is because I wanted to, I have some old uh, music that I want to put out there. But more importantly, if you guys know the intro to the Know Your Gear videos, I am creating a full version song with drums and even a guest solo artist is going to do the solo work. I'm going to do all their guitar. I'm going to do the bass. This is a, this is a really important thing to me. Uh, to do. And uh, apparently DistroKid is like this really cool service where you can put it on DistroKid and it goes out to like iTunes and to Spotify and everywhere else where you guys could do it. And um, the, the deal is if I tell you guys about DistroKid, like many other YouTubers have done, um, you can see in the link in this video down below, they give you 7% off. Now that's not as important as the next thing I'm going to tell you, which is equal. This is a what they call win-win. You save a little money. So I'm not telling you to use DistroKid if you weren't planning to. But if you're out there creating music, which I'm hoping some of you guys are, especially since in this today and age, we can share music. Um, can you, you can you can get a little discount for doing that. But I also I get a little kickback every time you 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 use that link. So use that link if you're going to do it. But more importantly, this ties into what I want to also share with you which is this. If you guys know, we've talked about this in the past. This is important to us here on the Know Your Gear channel. I'm losing it because I can't figure out what screen I'm in. Oh, here we go. If you guys know, we made an announcement which had nothing to do with DistroKid but lined up perfectly with this. We have a shout outs page. So uh, we have a website. It's called knowyourgear.net. Uh, the reason this is important, this is a community thing. I, this has nothing to do with me. The, the website is 100% uh, free of any uh, payment. In other words, uh, no one is sponsoring our website. We're funding that out of the out of the your community. Your community dollars here are funding this website. One of the features of the website, of course, is we have uh, Michael uh, is doing great articles, but we have a shoutouts page. If you have a YouTube channel, if you have a band, right? If you have anything, please understand. Tens of thousands of people are coming to this website a month, guitar players, musicians like you. And if you want us to shout out anything about you, you send it to us to askknowyourgear at uh, gmail.com. It goes to Michael. Michael will uh, vet it, go through all the process. We can put you on this page. And so I know a lot of you, uh, you know, not only are you guitar players, but I'm sure a lot of you are musicians that play music. And more importantly, some of you guys are, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you'd like to start. So I thought, hey, let's all start together. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, like, hey, everybody, if you want to make music, there's a source to do it. Uh, I've, I've done my research. I've done my diligence. Uh, and just to give you a, an example of this, the DistroKid deal actually came to me months and months and months ago. The patron, uh, patron viewers right now, the ones that have the blue with the wrench can tell you this is true. We talked about it on the patron page probably three or four months ago about DistroKid. I did all of my research, and this seems like a legit thing. So, uh, so obviously I signed up for it, I'm using it and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be excited to announce when that comes out. And I want you guys, if you're going to use stuff like that, just be aware of it now. And if you want us to help you do that, I'd like to help you do that again. We don't get anything out of doing that, helping you, you know, putting you on the page. Uh, it's just to build this community of awesome, amazing musicians. And I know some of you guys are bass players and drummers and I love you guys equally the same. So if that causes riffs for the guitar players, I'm sorry. So I just let you know. And uh, like I said, I give a shout out for the Distro Kid guys because they're really cool, cool, really cool cats. All right. But I know you guys don't want me to talk about this anymore. You want me to talk about questions. So, uh, oh, okay, real quick, just because it ties in. Uh, Druckgat2 says, uh, the Know Your Gear website sounds great. Thanks, thanks. It's a lot of work. Like I said, Michael is putting hours and hours and hours in the website. I put in hours in the website. It's, it's really a, a nice little kind of 
place that we can, you know, also have share with you guys. So like I said, it just, uh, I don't want this to always be the know your gear channel stuff out to you guys. I want to start churning the info, you know, you guys around too. In other words, if you guys are creating content, if you guys are creating fun stuff, uh, you know, let's share. Why not? You know, so I, I've, I've seen now in this point in this, in this doing this, I've seen now what I would call the miracle of it all, which is I've seen people become really great friends through this community. And to me, I love the idea that I'm most part of that. So, uh, and, and Drew, uh, Drew Drut, Drutgat2 says, I'm still planning my channel, but we'll definitely use the website when I'm ready. Well, we'd love you, uh, uh, love you to send it to us. Like I said, we'd like to get the shout outs, especially for me. You know, it's nice for me is uh, um, sometimes when <laughs> I've used now the shout outs page, got to give Michael credit for this. He put some stuff on there. And a couple nights ago, I was just burnt on the YouTube scene. And so I went, I was like, well, where can I find some new stuff? And then I went to the shadows page and there was a bunch of cool channels I hadn't seen. And I watched them and I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> it actually works. The thing I was saying was going to work is works. So it's good. Uh, the, the, uh, and then Surf, uh, Surfer by says, hey, keep expanding the empire. Uh, fill the great community. Yeah, it is a great community and I'm happy to be part of it. And I'm hoping you guys are happy to be part of it too. Okay. Uh, let's see uh <laughs> what's the question is first question finally this is the longest i think we've ever did a live uh, broadcast and to deal with question uh jimmy wants to know uh haunted guitar behind phil what's going on with the olive strat I, uh oh i have a fan man i just said it was 105 so i have a, a ceiling fan and uh, it blows and uh you know what I don't what I don't understand about the ceiling fan is sometimes that guitar moves and then you've seen other guitars move. In fact, you can see the jazz masters moving too. Got to circulate the air. It is hot. Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, let's see. So what else do we got? What other quote questions you guys got? And uh, uh, okay, Professor Chaos. Hey, Philip, my new Schecter guitar makes creaky noise. When I push down on my Floyd Rose tremolo, arm your thoughts. Yeah, that that is uh, very common. And uh, sadly enough, that creaky sound is uh, friction, and friction is bad. I've said this before. Uh, the the all friction on a guitar is uh, is bad. Anything that's uh, causing an issue, uh, you know, uh, where the restricting restricting anything happening is going to be bad for the guitar. So in your case, what's happening is when you're moving, it's creaking because. Um, Probably my guess is the the Floyd Rose bridge is on the posts and they're probably not as sharp as they're supposed to be. They're not gliding on there and they're causing this issue. I, my my first advice would be to take the strings off, take the springs off, take the bridge out and make sure the posts are clear of any debris and then make sure that those edges are sharp and nice. Uh, that could be a cool video. I never thought about making a how to. Maybe that's what we need. I, you know what? I've been working on videos. If you guys haven't seen, I've been working on videos all week for repair and putting them out. The two tech video. I'm happy to announce the tech tip videos uh, are uh, done. I finished them today. So what does that mean? 10 weeks, man. The next 10 weeks, y'all get a tech tech video every week. Uh, I finished uh, the last one today. I was very excited about that. So I, I can think uh, 10 weeks out now. Uh, but um, uh, the... Uh, but I never thought about doing a how to make a cheap Floyd Rose play great. That would be a cool video. So I'll, I'll 
now I have to work on that because <laughs> actually I'm probably more excited about that than I, I just did a how to restring a Floyd Rose video, uh, which is not going to be a tech tips video, but it's just part of the, the repair series. But I never thought about how to improve like your cheap Floyd Rose, uh, something really common, but that uh, is something to do. Um, have any of you guys, I have a question again, I have a question for Alex says WD 40. I, I, I was going to say, I, I feel weird saying this, but that is, I have done that. The thing about WD 40 though, and Floyd Roses, in my experience, has been sparingly. Uh, I do not put, I do not spray WD-40 on any components on a guitar out of habit. I spray it always on a cloth, and then I rub the cloth on the on it. Um, I'm not worried about corrosion or anything. Like that. It's nothing to do with that. It's just, it's when it comes to, uh, you know, putting WD-40 on stuff, you you made, you don't want the, because those blades can slide up and down. You don't want them to come to, to move. But yeah, I would try first uh, some WD-40. You could also use any kind of really kind of lubricant that works, like uh, uh, Big Ben's Nut Sauce, which is like string lubricant, but it works for that. Um, uh, you know, three-in-one oil, maybe. I don't know about that. I don't know why I just said that. Just because in theory, I think it works. Anyone tried that? Let me know. So... You know what I'm curious about? I'm not a big gun guy any, you know, anymore. I say anymore. I, I never was, but I was in the army and they had a gun then. But uh, uh, I wonder if there's probably some some good stuff in the gun side of things for for metals that are great for be better. Anyone got a anyone any versed anybody versed in that could suggest something better than WD-40. Sometimes I always feel like a cheesy when I say WD-40, but so you know, like everybody, I use it a lot. It's it's amazing stuff. Um, Hold on. We have Will Lawrence says, uh, your thoughts on the Rio Grande Texas barbecue pickups? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me pin. No, I'm not going to pin it. Let's look at it. Hmm. I have never tried them. Well, and uh, yeah, I've never tried those pickups. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. D by name, they kind of feel like they're Texas specials. You know what I mean? Is that kind of thing the Texas Five? The whole Texas kind of you know Steve Ray Vaughn's uh, pickup thing uh, has been a huge thing, um, and I've had good and bad reactions to them personally. All those kind of pickups. Sometimes they're too bright for my ears, but then sometimes they're just right. Um, Sean Brown says, "Happy birthday!" Hey, you know what? I'll take it. It's not my birthday, but I. I like it. Every birthday says, have you ever tried uh, uh, earpiece? Uh, you know, earpiece like uh, an ear in-ear monitor. Um, there's a company that's reaching out to me right now that's doing the first, uh, well, they claim to be the, some of the first affordable custom-made in-ear monitors. And um, they, they asked me to do a review. And uh, I've been thinking about it. Uh, I, I, really, this is a good time to ask you guys. I, do you guys care about this stuff? Is that an interest that you have out there? One of those things is like I'm trying to find, you know, when companies reach out, when companies reach out to me to do product reviews, I'm really more interested if you guys care about it than if the companies care about it. I get why the companies would want, you know, everybody on social media to pr promote the product. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I mean, I really like it if you guys actually were something you cared about. Sometimes I find I've, I've, done some product reviews for you know because a company asked me to and i thought oh why not and then nobody you know you, it was a video that nobody wanted so uh ryan harper says ever checked out the breed love solid body electric guitars like the mark one and the mark five uh no i haven't um i'm assuming just by nature they're probably a lot like the ta the taylor 
the uh, solid body guitars. I haven't tried them. Um, you know, that'd be a guitar. I'm a big Breedlove fan. If you know, if you guys know, I have two Breedloves and I love them. Uh, David Mune said, yes, please. And your monitors. All right. You know, I mean, I know that's only Dave, you, David, so far, but you know, just one person, maybe that's enough. It's me and you will check out your inner monitors. Um, I'm actually kind of curious about them. The more the company kind of sent me more information, the more I was more interested in it. Oh no, a couple of you guys are saying more on the yes to the internet monitors. Um, Shaman Blue says, "Phil, can you share some information on the Crimson build?" Yeah, Shaman, I've been putting some stuff on Instagram. The I will tell you where that's going and where I expect the Crimson build. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Crimson Guitars. If you guys all know Crimson Guitars, of course, sent me a telly body and a neck. They asked me if I was interested in doing a build. I asked them for a telly. They sent me a telly body and neck, and I started working on it. Now, if you guys have watched anything on Instagram, you'll know that I'm burning it with fire. That is part of the process, and I'm not exaggerating in any way. I'm uh, using a torch, and I am burning it. And the reason that's important to mention is one of the first things I have to do, which I will explain in the video as well, is that before I could set fire to this guitar, I had to dry it a lot. Um, luckily, I live in a place where nothing's supposed to live. So um, putting the body and neck in my garage for one month with an average temperature, according to the thermostat in my garage, of 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit and 10% humidity was really what the <laughs> really what the doctor ordered for that neck and body. The neck shrank so much that the fret stuck out uh, about, um, I don't know, a millimeter on each side. And then the, the body lost about a pound in weight. Now, again, that's not uh, anything against the body and the neck. They were fantastic. I, but I mean, I literally put them in the worst environment ever. I did that because I wanted to uh, set fire to this guitar in this process that I'm doing. And uh, like I'll explain in the video, part of the scary part of this is uh, um, that you can crack the body when you heat it with fire, you know, when you, you know, and I'm doing the neck too. So that's where we are with the guitar. Um, it's basically done at this point. I, uh, I got to, I finished the stain and I'll clear coat it. I'm going to lacquer a little bit. Uh, I've, uh, got all the componentry. It's going to have some custom pickups in it and then I'll do the reveal. It will be a, basically a sharpen my axe build kit video. And I'm very excited about it. And then we'll figure out what to do with the guitar? I'm not sure what to do with the guitar. This has been a big discussion privately, so you know, behind the scenes. Um, the reason is, is there was discussion about doing a giveaway. Then there was discussion we had about selling it. Then we had discussion about me keeping it. And um, and uh, the the reality is, is that even though Crimson Guitars was a, was very amazing and donated the guitar uh, neck and body, you know, sent it to me. The reality is, I think I'm into it about 300 bucks when it comes to components. Uh, I was not able to find any sponsors, you know, to send me bridges and, and stuff. Um, I did have somebody send me pickups. So I have pickups, but I ended up buying all the other components and stuff. So, so the question is, you know, I, I, I got to financially, I got to figure out how much I can tolerate when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know? So, um, all right. Uh, that being said, uh, but I will give you updates on that. I, and so the, the plan is to review the guitar in October. Uh, when in the month of October, I don't know, but it will be in the month of October. Uh, let's see. Icepick19 says, did you see Daryl Bruin Guitars uh, did an HSS uh, pickup with Wiggins pickups? I did see that. Uh, caught my eye because the Wiggins pickups, uh, which is great. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if it's ever been discussed, but a lot of people know this. William Wiggins is a friend of mine, but he's a friend of mine in the way that his wife and my wife and me all went to the same high school and we were all good friends in high school. 
really good friends. And his wife is an amazing artist. She does a blowing, a blown glass and she's fantastic by the way. Um, and, uh, one day she reached out to me this a couple years ago and said, Hey, you know, Hey Phil, I know you're into guitar and my husband ironically makes pickups. And, uh, the funny thing about this is you guys, you guys are amazing. I don't know if you know this, but you're the, one of the main reasons why William Wiggins makes pickups. Now he was, uh, teaching, I think at the community college, uh, and he, he was teaching there and making pickups on the side and then through just the sheer volume of you guys supporting him, uh, I think which started on this channel. I was definitely the first person I think to bring up his pickups on a larger spectrum and um, love his pickups. Something cool to announce on the channel is he sent me another set of pickups and uh, we're gonna do something with that. That is gonna be some kind of giveaway. So we're working on that as well. So, okay, what else do we got? I feel like they're, we're more chatty than and questioning today but if we go if we have to go a little bonus round because i was off track we'll do that uh yeah see somebody says auction the guitar off online we'll figure it out you know what it is it's i'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you it, it, i'll tell you the, the the thing about i have to factor in is this when i do the video and i put the video out that always that always helps me understand what i can really do with it and here's what I mean by that. If it costs me three, four dollars to make a guitar and I put the video out and let's say the video makes me a hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars, that actually is almost enough to make me go, okay, let's do a giveaway. But if the video makes me nine dollars, it's really tough. You know what I mean? If no one watches the video, it's hard to get excited about doing a giveaway. So we'll figure it out then. Like I said, we'll we'll figure it out. Well, like I said, I want to do something cool with it. So uh and and I, I even thought about doing something cool like doing giveaway with that and uh um um doing uh we're coming up on, I think we mentioned this before, getting off subject again, but we're coming up on the fact that I obviously I'm working on my uh, end of year goal, which is to hit 40 million views, uh, lose 40 pounds and uh, hit 200,000 subscribers. Where we're at right now is we just hit 37 million views. We're on track to hit 40 million views because uh, of you guys, you guys are amazing. Uh, I've lost 23 pounds. I guess I'm on track to lose 40 pounds. We'll see how that goes. Remember, I got to get through the holidays. Ah, uh, cake. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I'm not a cake guy, but <laughs> anyways, um, uh, uh, and 200,000 subscribers. It's it, I don't know. It's going to be tough to get there, but, and, um, so, you know, there's no monetary gain really with the subscriber count. It's really just a goal and something to, you know, to get me, you know, working every day. Um, so I thought maybe do something cool, uh, with that guitar and the 200,000 subscribers, not just a giveaway with it, but something cool. Like I said, you guys have ideas. You guys come up with the best idea. You sharpen my ax with your guys' idea. You guys have the best ideas. Give them to me and I'll gladly steal them and use them. So, <laughs> so I borrow them and put them to use, depending on how you want to word that. Matt Harrison, hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, Matt Harrison said, "Way to go, Phil, twenty-three pounds." Yeah, yeah, you know it is. It's a, uh, it's good. Um, obviously, I, 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 you know, whenever you lose weight, you always feel a little better. The, um, the. Oh, okay. Austin Hawkins just jumped in and said, "Hey, thoughts on a Boss Katana 100 watt combo?" Man, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the Boss Katanas. Uh, you know, and I know it's the amp that it's like, man, everybody gets sick of hearing how good it is. It's not the best amp ever, but it's a great amp. I don't think I don't. I let me put it this way: I have no regrets ever recommending it to everybody. Anybody, everybody. Um, I like Boss Rolling Cubes. I own a couple cubes. I like them more than Katanas. I don't know why. Uh, I'm in the, you know. Like most of my friends don't agree. 
<laughs> when they play them, they like the katanas more. I just like the rolling cubes. Maybe it's because the settings I use versus the settings they use. Um, but uh, the uh, uh, but that being said, uh, you can't go wrong with the katana. It's a great amp. It's it's great. Uh, uh, Moat eighteen says, "Hey, are you doing any more sharper maxes?" Yeah, um, I have. I have three, two are filmed and done. One I'm in the process of, I have one. I have to ship out some stuff to the, one of the people that's doing it. I, there's no way I'm going to be able to film 10 and then relaunch them, but I'm trying to get to five. Um, I just feel like every time, so, you know, and please understand. And part of the part of, part of the problem is that you guys that are, are loyal uh, viewers of this channel and supporters of this channel, you guys see sometimes not only the, what I do, but the behind the scenes and what, what's happening is, I learned the first time out with that that series. I'm learning this first time out with all my series of videos I like to do when I do the, like the Sharp Max or the Five Things videos. Is that once I put out the video, it's like kind of like I think we're all conditioned like Netflix to binge watch stuff. Like nobody wants me to put out a video and then a month later put out another video and then two months later put out another video. Like literally want me to, they they you guys want that every week. Like you so I'm trying what I've been working on really hard is that once I start launching things that they start happening on a regular basis. Um, and stuff like that. The, the Sharp My Axe is just a long process. It has nothing to do with the filming and working. It has to do with all the phone calls and the behind the scenes. So I wish I could film that stuff. That It, it would be boring, but at least you would understand how much work. Sharp My Axe is like 90% behind the scenes. It's 90% of the times, like once I get the guitar, it's calling the manufacturer to get the parts sent to me. It's getting the, the information from the, you get the, I don't want to bore you guys. All right, Nathan. Hey, what's up, Nathan? Nathan Sanye says, recently bought my third muff pedal, which is like a big muff pedal, right? Uh, from Paul Boyd. Uh, in 1978, V6, got two uh, black muffs, which are, right? What are your top five fuzzes? Top five fuzzes. Um, huh. You know, I really like the Havelina Fuzz by Way Huge. I don't know what it is. I just really like that pedal. Um, I like that pedal. Uh, I'm not going to give you five in order. I'm just going to give you my top five uh, on what I have and what I like. I like the uh, the Green Russian by Lawrence Petros. I don't know if he makes that pedal for normal people. I don't know why I just said it like that. But in other words, I have one. I don't know if it's a prototype or something. I bought it from him. It's awesome. Uh, uh, so I have that one. I love that one. I like the um, the... La Machine. I did when I did the MXR videos. I, I talked about that. I like um, I like the Big Muff, right? I mean, it's just a cool pedal from uh, from Electro Harmonics. Um, is that four? I have Green Machine, uh, Havelina, La Machine, Big Muff. You know, I have fuzz faces. I have fuzz pedals that I don't really use. What else? Oh, oh man, you know what? I probably I hate to say it. Probably my favorite of the bunch is the Beatronics ones. Man, the that uh, royal jelly, and I feel a little guilty if you see my face. I feel guilty. I feel bad saying that my favorite fuzz is the one that happens to be uh, astronomically way more expensive than the others. The royal jelly is probably double any of those other pedals I just mentioned in price. But man, is it good! Do you have to have that pedal? I don't think so. But man, is it good! If you're gonna put, you know what it is what I, you know what I will say, and I did the review of that Royal Jelly, but I'll say this: if you're going to put an obnoxious price on your pedal, at least back it up with quality, and they did. Gotta love that. You know what I mean? I'm not really happy about that price point. I really took, took, uh, you know, took a step back when that pedal came in to review because I was really concerned because I was like, man, that's a lot of money for a pedal, but boy, did it deliver. Um, so there you go. But that all being said. Uh, I don't think you have to spend a lot of money to get a great fuzz pedal. 
Um, Brian from Oregon. Hey, Brian, where are you from? <laughs> Brian from Oregon said, still remember show number one. Any stalkers yet? I don't have stalkers, man. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> I have a funny story. You want to hear a funny story? We're going to share it anyways because it's been a it's been a big deal. So <laughs> Luis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal FX came to visit me, and uh, it was a great time. I, I had an amazing time with them. They came from Venezuela. They were crazy enough to come to Arizona and when it was 108 at night, <laughs> and they took me to go see the band uh, Slash. So they, they said, hey, we're going to be in town. Can we hang out? I said, yeah. So I picked them up at their hotel. We went to dinner, and uh, it was awesome. And um, I, you know, and uh, so anyway, so I took them to dinner. When we were at dinner, uh, they said, they said, oh, we're with Phil McKnight. People are going to, you know, come up to us and recognize us. And I said, nobody recognizes you. No one cares. This is, I'm like, no one cares. I said, maybe if you go to, go to if I go to a guitar store, one person might say, hey, there, don't you have a channel? <laughs> so here's why the story's funny. So we leave the restaurant. We go downtown Phoenix and we park in the parking garage and we come out of the parking garage. And there's like five, five kids and they're walking by and they stop and they're like, Hey, it's Phil McKnight. And they were on their way to Alice change. Great kids. Uh, you know, right. Uh, really cool dudes. And Luis and Alvaro looking at me, I'm like, dude, you know, and we were walking away from them and I go, that's never happened. Like I could have paid those kids and that's they're, you know what I mean? That's never happened to me. So I've never had a stalker. I, just have an instance where I was with Louise and Alvaro. So the worst part is now they were, I think they were convinced that that must happen to me everywhere I go. Literally, that's like the only time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. There's my, that's, that's what you have to look forward to when you start your YouTube channel. A couple people might recognize you once. So <laughs> don't let it get to your head. Uh, let's see. Tony Goyburn. Hey, Tony says, uh, I got nothing to ask today. Well, that's not an exciting. Have a great weekend, my friend. KYG is perfect ending to my week. Love you, man. I love you too, man. And I'm glad. I, you know what? This is kind of like, to me, it's always exciting to me. It's like, my, it has become my my uh, ritual. Like I do the live broadcast, then I time, time stamp it, and then I go to dinner. <laughs> it's like, and, and uh, it's been really good now because uh, Friday is my cheat day. In other words, I go to dinner and I usually have something, you know, that I don't have all week. I say cheat day. I don't eat anything bad on Fridays. I just eat something that, you know, uh, I don't eat all week. <laughs> uh, uh, Joseph said, just had to say how much I'm loving the light blue, gray, purplish Paul Reed Smith behind you. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? That guitar is funny because that falls into an interesting vein of problems that we've all had or some of us have had. And this is where I love these kind of things. Tell me if you relate. Put it in the comments down below if you relate to the story that I'm about to tell you. I have a Paul Reed Smith uh, S2 semi-hollow in trans black. You guys seen the video. I did a video uh, a couple weeks ago with it. It's a great guitar. It's not in the room right now. It's in the other room. It sounds fantastic. And then one day on a smoking deal, because it's a blim, and it was, uh, it was just a smoking deal, I bought that beautiful work of art guitar right there here's the funny part it sounds horrible compared to the other one they're identical in every way same pickup same everything same weight almost i mean i don't i didn't weigh them exactly but i mean you couldn't tell and for some reason there's just no magic in that guitar it's just not as big and full and dramatic as the other guitar so i have just i just saw if you guys saw on instagram i just put some pete thorns in it i took them out they were fantastic but still not what i was looking for um i probably went through six sets of pickups <laughs> 
<laughs> right? It's where you can start getting nervous. When you do, when you guys, if you guys ever have had the experience of installing so many pickups that you just like, I know I'm going to have to drill and core these holes, these screw holes, because there's just no more wood anymore for screws to bite into. Uh, you get a little, you know, like, uh, you know, you're going too far. Uh, so anyways, I, these are the pickups. I don't like the, the black pickups. I like the chrome ones better, but these pickups uh, so far have sounded the best. These are the 8515s. If this doesn't work, I'm really running out of ideas uh, for, but it sounds great. Um, but my goal is to is to not own two of the same guitar, obviously. I'm trying to own this beautiful blue one. This is like, like I said. And what's more important is this blue one, man. It pictures, you know when they say the pictures don't do it justice? No, 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 man. This thing looks always better in videos and pictures than it does in real life. In life, it looks great. But in this video, if you've ever seen it, it's been in a bunch of my videos in the past just hanging behind me. See, you know, And every video, if you look at it, it looks, it's just an amazing color. So, yeah, and it just reminds me of Dave Grohl. It's got that Dave Grohl kind of pale and blue kind of look, but just more metallic in it. Um, and uh, and since Nathan, uh, if you guys know Nathan, did a super chat earlier. Nathan's my uh, buddy. Uh, he used to, to work for me, and now he works for Paul Reed Smith. He's a, He works in the finishing department, and uh, he used to buff all the guitars, uh, all the S2s. And he told me one day a funny story. He told me the metallic colors, uh, when you buff them, uh, apparently you have to discharge yourself every once in a while. Otherwise, you know, you get static char charge build up. And so sometimes he's like, you get shocked pretty bad with static charge. Uh, so it always makes me think of him when I think of metallic PRS S2 is like Nathan probably got electrocuted for that guitar. So probably not, but maybe so. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Drew, Dr I'm not, I don't know why I can't say this name. Drut Gat. Drut Gat 2. Just did a super chat. Thanks, Drug Cat. I appreciate that, man. Um, the uh, uh, Sean Blue says, Phil, listen to the PAF pickups on Crimson. Yeah, I love PAF pickups. So, you know, that's that's usually where I go is some kind of PAF version pickup. I am definitely, like, that's why I love the Pete Thorns. But I learned something about the Pete Thorns moving them around from guitar to guitar. The Pete Thorns, it was funny. It was like sometimes YouTube is the savior and sometimes it's not when it comes to, you know, when you learn stuff. And I thought it was the, I had the weirdest experience by Pete Thorns. I put them in three different guitars, had three different total results on how they sounded. And then I think I was watching him live. Or somewhere and they were talking about that you know they don't sound as good as an alder bodies as they do as mahogany with maple or whatever they were saying and i was like yeah what's funny is i was having kind of that experience the pete thorns were brighter in one guitar and warmer in another guitar it was really strange they always sound great uh but uh sometimes brighter than others you know other other guitars that they're putting uh uh jose benito martinez jr that's a lot man all right I hope I said it right. Uh, he says, Fender Supersonic 22. Hey, got one of those right there. 68 Deluxe Reverb. I have a 65 Deluxe downstairs, not a 68, but I understand where you're going. Or the Princeton, and I have a 68 Princeton. So in other words, which one I'd pick of those three? That's tough, man. I'm definitely, the Princeton is in my, I, I can tell you right now, I've, I've, I've said this a thousand times, I'll keep saying it. Out of all my amps, I've just, I, if I only could have, you know, two amps, because, you know, two, please. <laughs> if I could have two amps, it would always be my Mesa Boogie Mark Five Mini. And that Princeton, I feel like I can nail everything with those two guitars, uh, two amps. I, I love them greatly. They just they're fun. Uh, I love this Princeton. I'm just a I just addicted to it. I just like the way it sounds. It's got a great sound. Um, that being said, the the reason I say that is uh, all three of those amps are great. I will tell you this. In, in, instead of picking one for you, what I'll tell you is uh, what I like about each one. So hopefully that's some insight. The Supersonic Twenty Two to me is a Swiss Army knife uh, amp. 
it has a a, a a decent i'm not gonna say great because i like it though it's a decent distortion you can get blues and rock it's gonna fit any gig situation 22 watts it's always loud enough to what you need but quiet enough to what you need it has a great clean channel it's really like if i if you ever see me going anywhere to jam i take that amp uh with me a lot it's light it's easy it's uh fantastic there there's there's all you need the Princeton to me just has this very compressed kind of sound and I like it with my Telecaster and that's what I'm addicted to. So the Princeton's great. The Princeton I don't find is useful in uh, gigs, you know what I mean, playing with other musicians. Um, because, you know, you can crank, crank it up and get a distortion, but um, I'm not a big fan of the speaker they put in the 68 for turning it up. Uh, and I haven't swapped it out. Uh, and funny, uh, interesting thing was I watched a rig rundown one day. I forgot who I was watching. If you guys know, put the answer in there, but it was a rig rundown and some artists were saying that they loved the 68 prints and they had one, but they blew the speaker. Um, that's how I feel when I crank that thing up. I always feel like the speaker's about to die. Uh, so I wasn't shocked at all when they said they blew the speaker. Cause I feel like that's about to happen to me. Um, so of those three amps, the 68 deluxe reverb, I just played one again. Cause I was thinking maybe I need that, you know, cause I have my 65 deluxe and I, I do like it. It's got the basement circuit in the, uh, the first channel. It's great. Um, I think the deluxe, the 68 deluxe reverb and the Princeton are more of a, Hey, if you want a fender amp, if you're looking for that fender tone, you you should be looking at those two amps the supersonic to me is like it's the fender it's fender like tone clean and it's rock type distortion it's just universe it depends it's like to me it's a problem solver amp so i think this another thing too the supersonic 22 does not get the love it deserves it, it is a it is a very impressive amp i think there's very few amps in the market in this price range with its amount of features that contend with this thing for having uh doing uh, next question is from cesar valima oh man i hate when i butcher last names have you tried the marshall uh origin 20c uh if you uh, if you if you can can you talk about the speaker i haven't tried it however i am very now interested in checking out the origin 20 but i will be looking at the head if you guys saw again on instagram i posted and i mentioned it last week that i got the silver jubilee 2525 uh haven't finished the review yet but you'll see in the review uh i like it I do. I like it a lot. I don't think I love it. But funny enough, sometimes if you guys uh, have this, uh, uh, you know, if you notice this uh, with you probably yourselves too, sometimes you buy an amp and you like it, but it makes you think like, wow. Um, like funny enough, that amp makes me think I should try the Origin amp because what I like about the amp isn't uh, the Super Jubilee. It's, it's great. So, you know, everything I've tried so far on it is great. It's not that it's not good. It's that there's a sound that it has that I think is what it's for is not what I'm looking for. It's more of the higher gain Marshall sound. And I was looking for, looking for more of the plexi kind of Marshall sound and super Jubilee is not going to really do that. I just thought maybe it could do it. It's not really going to have a plexi sound it has more of a overdriven sound. Uh, BB Ninja, what, uh, which is uh, BB Ninja is one of the moderators says, Hey, over 700 people watching 744 of us and only 100 thumbs up. Yeah, well, that's because 600 people hate us. <laughs> what if there was 600 people watching they don't have access to the button that says thumbs up? We got four thumbs downs, so that's all right. I don't mind the thumbs downs. Uh, I, I don't have a problem telling anybody anything, if you guys notice. I'll tell you a funny story about live shows every week. I lose 50 subscribers every live show. If that doesn't sound like a lot, or if it sounds like a lot, I will put you in per, to put it in perspective. I get about 150 to 160 subscribers a day. 
So on Fridays, I lose a 50 of those uh, subscribers. Every live show I lose, it's just live shows. Live shows always lose subscribers. Unfortunately, when you have an opinion, you're going to upset people. I hate that I lose people. Uh, so I have a theory that sometimes they come back. <laughs> like a couple weeks later, maybe they calm down, whatever I said. Um, and maybe, I don't know what it is I said that triggered people, but I, I understand. And I, I try not to, uh, I don't focus on that, so you know. Uh, I'm sure I could get 10 of you to leave right now just by talking about line six. Hey, you know, I think line six is pretty good. <laughs> right now, I'm sure people are like, God, I'm out of here. Done. <laughs> so uh, I hope you guys are having as much fun today as I am. I I am having a great time, and I'm drinking coffee, which is there's no there's nothing in this besides coffee, I promise. Uh, Matt says, it's weird. People are kind of sensitive. Yeah, you know what it is. Also, too, I sometimes, I only can give you theories of why I think it happens. I also think it happens sometimes I say something, and it's not that uh, there are they're people are upset about what I'm saying. Maybe they thought I thought a different way, and they feel like, I don't know, I'm a different kind of cat. I like hearing the opposite of my opinion all the time. I love it when people, like, do not agree with me. <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say out public because it just prompts people to want to not agree with me. But, you know, it's funny. It's like, see, Beast Rich 5581 says, so how many meaning does Glenn Fricker lose? Right. Well, you know, Glenn Fricker is a great example of, of a person who I think in every way is the opposite of me as a person, but we're friends. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's because I love that. I love that he's not me. <laughs> Uh, I love that he's going to, I'm a bass player. He hates bass players. I like line six. He hates line six. We're friends. I think that's the, how the world should works. I don't think you have to necessarily have a problem with somebody because they think differently than you. I think sometimes it's nice to have that because sometimes your way of thinking, it doesn't fit every situation. And that's, uh, so, so what I've learned is resources. That's what I'm saying. Have some resources. Um, uh, uh, okay. So what else do we got? Let's see. Um, uh, uh, Indrid, Indrid Cold says, Hey, Indrid, thank you. Uh, says, Hey, Phil, do you think a thousand dollars is too much for a guitar with EMGs, LTD, Kirk Hammett, Purple Sparkle? You know what's funny? Like, I swear, you're creeping me out, man. I like you could see my text. Uh, my buddy Thor, if you guys don't know, I have a buddy Thor. He he lives in Nashville and uh, and he let me stay at a crash at his pad when I stayed at the Nashville uh, NAM show. And he used to work for me too. And uh, and um, he just sent me a text. I'm going to share the text with you. <laughs> uh, where's the text? Because here's the text. His question to me, this is the thing. This is to prove that when I'm not talking to you guys about this stuff, this is what I talk about too. He says, I'm trying to decide between the LTD Kirk Hammett 602 Purple Sparkle. I just love it. And the Schecter C1 FR Floyd Rose SLS Elite, which is the slim neck. Not super fond of the fade finish. Schechter has stainless frets that I love. Opinion question mark, right? Okay, here's what I put. I love Schechter's, but I hate the color options. I think the LTD pur purple, this is, I'm just telling you what I put. I think the LTD purple sparkle is sexy as hell. And he put, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that yes, so there you go. That's my answer to your question. Hey, do you think that's $1,000 is too much? I don't know, man. I, I, if you notice, I try to stay away uh, from, from 
you know, value points now. I think everybody's going to have a different value perspective of what a thousand dollars is too much for. I'm still brainwashed to think every time somebody says a thousand dollars, I think I should be getting American-made guitars for that price. And uh, you know, uh, you at, at some point you get to an age where you think the thing that you paid for when you were 19 should be the price of it forever. In other words, I think like a, 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 a you know, every time I pay three bucks for a, a a soda or a tea at a restaurant, I'm like three dollars. <laughs> Right, and then you realize like it's been three dollars for like five years. You know what I mean? So same thing. Thousand dollars is that too much? I don't know if it's too much. It's what they're asking. That's why you can buy used guitars. So, so, uh, Ill Ross said Line Six is literal garbage, and he's unsubbed. Well, you know it happens. <laughs> I'm sure he's messing with me, but if not, uh, you know, there's worse things out there than Line Six. Uh. Oh, uh, Justin Toom says, hey, Phil, opinion on Rondo guitars. I love Rondo guitars. You guys don't know who Rondo guitars is. Rondo Music, uh, I'll put a link when we do the timestamp, is a music store that uh, has an exclusive on Agile guitars. Some of you guys have definitely heard of those. And uh, SX, like um, um, SX, the letter SX, uh, guitars. And they do all kinds of stuff. And I think they're doing amps now as well. Um, so uh, anyways, cool stuff, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I will dare say that Rondo Guitars is Harley Benton before Harley Benton. So when people talk about Harley Benton to me and they say, man, can you believe the price for the value? I say, well, I don't know. They had SX guitars before that. SX and Agile guitars to me are those price points as well. They're great price point guitars. So I highly recommend you guys check that out. If you guys are out there looking for that, hey, you know, what's a good brand for the price kind of deal? Um, I... I have owned I owned a, a short scale uh, SX P base that I bought from them, and uh, this is a sad but true story. I bought it, I loved it. I think it'd be 150 bucks. Sold it because I got my hands on an actual Fender short scale P base. Uh, Fender made it like a limited edition run of like in 2006. I think 2006 was the 60th anniversary of Fender. Again, I'm doing it on memory, and they made that year and that year only a. You know, the mini Squire Strats, they made that as a Fender guitar, and they made the mini P-Bass as a mini ba P-Bass. They really should make that mini P-Bass as a Squire, but they made it as a Fender. And it was really cool, And I, and but I don't think it was as good as the SX guitar. It sounded, the SX, SX bass sounded better, and it was one of those things where uh, imitation wins, right? The imitation P-Bass was better than the production P-Bass, so... Yes. So my opinion is very good stuff. I've uh, seen very few problems with them, um, you know, but I have seen problems. One thing that I should point out with Agile that did happen to a, a, a customer of mine uh, and a friend, uh, his name's Dave, he bought one and he replaced the pickups and he brought it in. And uh, in a, his case, it was supposed to be like, I think mahogany with maple cap. But when we pulled the pickups out, what we saw was uh, looked like a basswood body with a um, mahogany cap or something it was something weird like that and uh so but in all fairness to rondo music well he told them about it and they asked him to send him the information because obviously they said look obviously the factory did that without our knowledge so very good stuff i i like I said overall i would say i've had a nine out of ten experience with them in other words nine tens out of ten nine tens out of ten uh they they've had good stuff so the uh, the Guitar Pit. Hey, The Guitar Pit. That's a good channel. You guys check them out. It says, have, I have an Agile AL2500, and it's been really cool. Les Paul style guitar forever. I need to put some pickups back into it. Uh, it's naked at the moment. Haha. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But good. I'm glad you said that, man. This is like a therapy session. I have guitars uh, exactly like that. I have a guitar right now downstairs that has exactly what you're talking about. It's 
it's I've taken the pickups out of it and never replaced them. So it's been sitting waiting for to get pickups so it can be played again. So yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, um, oh, uh, Kirsten Valentine, Valentine, Kirsten, Karsten, Karsten. Sorry. See, see, I don't know why I try to phonetically just read this stuff. Karsten Valentine says, have you tried Texas Toast Guitars? I have not. I've seen his channel. It's really good channel. He's a luthier uh, channel. And uh, I enjoyed some of his stuff um, uh, on the luthier channels. I get a little I get a little nervous when I watch luthier channels now. Uh, I, I, I wonder if musicians who play in professional bands do have this problem when they watch other bands. Like, you get... You get nervous, like you're gonna watch them say something and then go, "Well, I don't want to steal from them." So Texas Toast, I watched his guitar repair videos. They were pretty good. I enjoyed them, uh, and I've heard good things about his guitars, but I no experience at all. Just again, they're through through friends of friends saying, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, Cheddar Kung Pao bought one." I don't think he reviewed it though. I don't think he has yet. Um. Uh. Okay, hold on, hold on. Pen in some questions. Okay, this is from David. He says, hey, are PRS, PRS vintage bass pickups split special? Question mark. Love split for funk, neck, hum, and lead, right? Okay, humbucker, neck, humbucker for lead. Uh, looking for similar chip pickup uh, for backup guitar. P Wells question mark. Okay, so I think what you're asking is, okay, so P, PRS vintage bass pickups. So yeah, well, PRS vintage. The PRS has a pickup called the vintage bass and the vintage treble, right? So the bass would be for the neck. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, PRS vintage bass pickup. So I just want to cue everybody else what he's saying. David's asking me, the PRS vintage bass pickup is a pickup. That's what its name is called, the PRS vintage bass, and it's for the neck pickup. He says he loves the split tone uh, for funk uh, and uh, and the humbucker for lead. So I know, right? So I coil splitting, getting the the kind of single coil uh, spanky tone, and then the hum, you know, full humbucker for the lead tone looking for a similar cheap pickup for a backup guitar. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I do have a video that has finished. Hmm. That's a good question. I have a video that is finished that would help you. Okay. So what I will do is, so here's the problem. I can't put the video out really like tomorrow because the problem is you don't want to load videos too, too much on top of top of chiller. I promise to put the video out before the before the next live show that will help you i made a video about pickups and how you figure out what pickups are and how do you find out how do you find like pickups and stuff um and uh, and the video came out good i'm really happy with it so that's what i will do to, to answer this question uh that's what i'll do <laughs> okay uh dirk cloud says dirk cloud says what is a good platform for plexi sound working on bedroom eric johnson style rig i have a tube driver just need a plexi style foundation uh yeah for well that's why i'm curious about the origin 20s and stuff right they're supposed to have that the plexi sound uh, uh, i mean obviously there's a lot of amps to simulate what the plexi does the marshall plexi um you know there, there's a if you're looking for a good deal it depends on how many watts you want if you're looking for a good deal on amp uh the plexi sound you can get the marshall uh what's it called the vintage modern you can pick those up 50 to 100 watt heads for under 700 bucks under 800 bucks um there's a lot of boutique companies that make plexi style amps um you know one cool thing you get from plexi any kind of basement 
to me, Fender Bassman sound will give you that plexi kind of sound, but you've got to crank them. So that's another one too. The plexi is a magical amp. It's one of my favorites. It's always been one of my favorite amps. Um, uh, Pyrosense Music says, fill my super chat. Well, he means Phil like my name, Phil. Phil, my super chat. Uh, well, if you have a super chat. Yeah, it's just pinned, buddy. Hold on a second. Like I said, the super chats don't get lost. They just get pinned and moved around. Um, oh, okay, two things. So we'll hit Sean first. Uh, Sean did a uh, on the earpiece hearing protection. He means earpiece is the brand. Uh, so it's ear... So, um, so no, I haven't tried them for hearing protection. I use the Diodario, uh, ear, uh, ear filters and I use the Fender ones, mostly the Diodario ones. Um, I will check out now that we, we can timestamp this earpiece. I will check them out. Um, uh, I have no reason. Uh, so, you know, I'm not looking for as part of the ear protection is I'm, I, one of the things I like about the Fender ones and the Daddario ones, some people are like, Hey, these other ones are better. But the way I look at ear filters is, is that sometimes they reduce like 10 decibels. Sometimes they reduce, uh, reduce 12 decibels and 15 decibels. Some of the better quality ones, the expensive ones reduce even more. I'm not trying to, to isolate all the noise out. I'm just trying to, you know, to me, it's like, uh, I pull out my phone app on my uh, decibel meter, which I don't think is very accurate, but it's close. And I, you know, I, I look, I stand towards the back of the show too. So, you know, I was wearing earplugs at the slash show. My phone was saying I was only at 90 decibels at, uh, at the show because I was standing so far towards the back of the show, but I will check those out. Pyrosyn music says, Phil, you rock. I, thanks buddy. I, I, I appreciate that. Best guitar that I can leave in my car that gets very hot. I was thinking something composite like carbon fiber. Mm, man, no, there is nothing you can leave in your car. There's just nothing. Not it, here's here's the problem. You know, I once was told uh, water is everything. Eventually, loses to water, right? I think I went on a cave tour, right? You go through a cave. We have Kirshner's Cavern here in Arizona. It's like one of the one of the few living caves. In other words, it's a living cave. They, you go through a thing and they shut this vault door behind you and then you go and they shut the other vault door and there's water going to the cave and stuff. And uh, they explain that, you know, that eventually everything breaks, you know, loses to water. Water wears rock down, it wears everything. Uh, heat is not much different than water. Eventually heat wins. And I don't care what, the problem with composite materials like carbon fiber is that they're, uh, they're bonded with epoxies. You know what I mean? They're, a bo they're bonded with materials that eventually they, even if the, even if something's heat tolerance is going to take, let's say, uh, 150 degrees Fahrenheit and the car is 125 degrees Fahrenheit, it, it's, it, you can say, okay, well, it could take a higher, take a higher heat uh, threshold than what's being presented to it. The problem is time. You know, it's not 150 degrees versus 125. It's 125 for a long period of time. Eventually, I think it always always wins. So I don't think any any guitar will eventually uh, last in a in a hot car um, over time. Not in my experience. Now, if you uh, some of you guys want to put comments out there again, I like experience over theories. Don't give me your theory about what things works. If you guys have put a guitar in a car for months in the heat in the summer uh, and it's worked, let me know in the comments if you think something's going to work. You know, put that too. But let me know that you think it, not that you've experienced it, because that'll help Pyrus now. Um, I can tell you what I I I, I would do. I, I, 
I will tell you this. I keep my guitar in a gig bag. I literally will take it with me wherever I go. If I if I go into a grocery store and the car's hot, I will take my guitar in on my back to go get a carton of eggs in the store. I don't care how stupid I look. Just walk in there. You know what? Uh, there's two things. My guitar is with me at all times. You know, I don't know why I said two things. There's one thing. The guitar is with me at all times. It's It can't get stolen if it's on your shoulder. can't get damaged if it's on your shoulder. You know, it can, but you get the idea. You know, so no, I, I keep with me. Um, the next question is, hold on. This is a good time to drink some coffee. Thomas wants to know, I have a 2015 Gibson Les Paul Jr. And it has horrible static issues. Any advice on how to correct it? Also, uh, any upgrade suggestions? Yeah, the static issues are, are pretty straightforward. Um, I used to use uh, dryer sheets, but I, I've mentioned this before. The problem now is going to the store and getting dryer sheets without any kind of cakey, perfumey stuff added to them is almost impossible. So I buy Static Guard, but I buy the Static Guard for pets that you get at Petco. Um, and uh, mainly just because it's safe for pets, you know, kind of thing. I, I just think it's, you know, a way to go. Static Guard uh, from Petco. And then what I do is I spray it on anything that's 100% cotton or flannel. Because again, any cloth that touches your guitar should be either microfiber cotton or flannel and i spray it on there lightly and i pat it so it's not wet and then i just wipe the guitar any areas with a static charge you'll discharge the static charge that way um that's how i discharge that i have a video on that on um i think on my five things you don't know about the fender strat i do that that i don't have a tech tips video that and the 10 about that but now i will now <laughs> i will make sure a quick little video on how to discharge all the static from your guitar and how it gets there um um uh, Matthew King says, hey, Dr. Phil, that's me, I'm Dr. Phil now. <laughs> Have you had any experience with uh, trigger fingers, arthritis, or other hand troubles? Uh, how do you warm up? keep your hands healthy. I have not, but I have experienced my hand being crushed. Now, not to the point where I had to have surgery or anything like that, but uh, it, I did drop a tanker bar on my hand once, uh, and um, that was heavy. <laughs> and, um, and because of that, uh, obviously it healed. But I had the issue that sometimes happens when you take, when you damage yourself, uh, which is for, for years later, you have, I, I, for lack of better terms, I'm going to call it ghost pains. I don't know how to explain that, like issues uh, with that. So I've, I've had that. Um, the So I don't, I don't have a whole lot of experience when it comes to, like I said, the arthritis or hand troubles. Uh, but I will tell you that I have, I can tell you my, my, uh, I heard Phil X talk about this personally and Larry Mitchell uh, talk about this. These are monster, amazing guitar players. And um, both have said that as they got older, this warming up became more important to them. And they both said that they have to kind of warm their hands up, uh, physically warm them up. And I, I noticed that. So, um, but keeping your hands healthy. Yes, there's uh, some things you can do. The problem is, is there's things I can suggest to you that you should do to your hands without arthritis and hand troubles. Once you have arthritis and hand troubles, I don't really feel versed in giving anybody advice on that. I don't know what to do uh, to hand handle that. Um, but I do, I can tell you what I do for myself. I, uh, I always warm up a little bit on the guitar before I start playing guitar for a while. Um, I, and I do that just by playing some scales, light scales, um, you know, just stuff, just to get your hands moving. You know what I mean? Just to get, just to get them affluent a little bit. Um, the next one is from 10 man, number 28. Hey, Phil, 
I have a Vox VXL practice amp. Should I upgrade to a Catan Air? I don't know. I don't know if that's an upgrade. Uh, the VXL, um, is it? I'm going to say, do you want a Katana amp? You should buy one. You know what I mean? Uh, the Vox VXL, to me, is... Okay, so my personal opinion, it didn't sound as good as the Katana Air. But it was this... Uh, here's the issue you have to think about. I'm going to say for just off shooting off the hip, off, off my hip, it was 10, 15% better sounding to my ears. You know, like I'd, per, I, if you had the two in the store, I don't want to do it that way. If I had two in the store, I'd pick the Katana. But if I already had the Vox, that's some of the issues you have to think about. I don't know if it's so, so much better that I would feel the need to jump to that, maybe. But if you want it, you should get it. But I don't think, I don't think you should, I don't think you need it to sound better than the Vox VXL. I think the VXL practice amp is a pretty good amp. For the, for the most part, um, let's see. Pirates and Muse says, "Any plans to make a signature pedal?" I love KYG, the Know Your Gear. Um, you know, uh, funny story is yes, uh, not yet. Yes and no. I I will tell you the parameters of what has been discussed since you asked. I would, probably would never tell you guys this if somebody didn't specifically ask it, but I kind of like if you ask it, I'll tell you. Um, I have been asked uh, to do a pedal. Uh, we talked about it. I've talked about it with a couple different companies. And all I can tell you is if I ever do a pedal, it has to meet a couple criteria. Okay. The first is that it can't be more than, uh, well, let's start with the easy part. I won't, I don't ever want to do one more than, let's say, 100 or 200 units. So it'd be a limited edition run. Based on how many units it is and where it, and how it was made, I don't want the price to be more than a certain dollar amount. So if I did 100 units in the U.S., I would not want the pedal to be more than $200. If I did 200, 200 units in the U.S., I wouldn't want it to be more than $150 to $175. And if it was uh, it made anywhere else, I'd want it to be $100 to $130. Um, and the main, main reason is it's very important to me that if, if I ever did a pedal, Besides all the things, I, I will never come at you guys the way everybody, you know, a lot of times you hear rock stars talk about that. It was everything I, I wanted in the world. They never had anything I wanted. No, I mean, I think there's every pedal you can think of. Uh, I would just think it'd be fun to make a, a pedal, uh, and, uh, and I think it'd be cool to do it. And um, But realistically, I'd want the value to be important. The value is important to me. I'd want whoever buy it to be able to, one day if they sold it, you know, not, you know, I don't want somebody to give 150 bucks to sell a pedal for 30 bucks. So it'd have to be a limited edition and have to have a value point. And, um, so I, I yes. Uh, but what I will tell you is I have no official plans to do that. I have talked about it with, uh, some people and if all those things line up, I think it would be cool to offer to the community. Um, you know, I think some of you guys would buy it. <laughs> so, you know, there, I will tell you this. Um, the, the one thing I thought about was guilt is a really hard thing to deal with one of the things i factored in was that what if nobody buys one and i thought well i i know me i'm compulsive i would have to buy them all <laughs> from the person who made them uh so that they didn't get hosed so that's something we talked about as well uh, but i think it'd be cool you guys are gonna let me know in the thoughts um what you guys think so uh you know if you think it's worth doing or not so uh zach man kick around sure Sansamp or GNI AS1 rarely bought brought up too old question mark uh well I don't know what the 
GNIAS-1. We've got to look this up. Hold on. Why do I not know what that is? Sometimes when you guys ask questions, like I said, I search, look. Uh, hold on a second. I just pasted it. Oh, it's because it's not, not letting me have it. Can I not copy paste off you guys' comments? Yeah, I can. There it is. Okay, what is this? Uh, it's some kind of amp simulator. What is it for? Amp simulator. Um, uh, I'll show you guys because I always like to show you guys what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm looking at. This is an amp simulator. Um, I don't know. Is this for bass? <laughs> it's all in. It's all in Chinese. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know much about this one. Um, I do know the Sans amp, and uh, the Sans amp's cool. Uh, that's not what I use. I use the Eden preamp pedal. So if that's what helps. Uh, so the question is, out of those two, Sans amp or the GNIS at one? Uh, neither. I use the 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 Eden. I love Eden's amp, uh, tone. Uh, David Eden, I think, was a great bass amp builder, and and uh, they're owned by Marshall now. I think. I think Marshall owns. If I'm not mistaken, Marshall owns Eden and Natel drums, and uh, and Ampeg is now owned by Yamaha. Uh, you know, I got a lot of questions. I've done those videos. Those are one of those videos that started my channel was who owns who and who builds who. And somebody asked me to do updates of those, and I started doing them, and they got so intense because there's so many changes. It's almost like a different world than when my last video put up. But all that information seems to be still relevant, but there seems to be so much more. But I'll add to that. Brad Miller says, Phil, Epiphone EBO. Love the bass since short scale. Uh, hate the tuners. Any better replacement? Same for the pickups. Yeah, I love the, the EBO bass, man. That was a killer bass by Epiphone. That's one of those, like, I think our, uh, uh, you know, what I should share with you guys. So, you know, this is an Epiphone bass that I just always thought was killer. Um, and I owned one for a short time. As you guys know, I have a thing. I like short scale basses um, and medium scale basses. I think they're cool. Uh, this bass was just, uh, it's, you know, it's like an SG. It's just cool. Um, but uh, pickup suggestions, I don't have one for you, man. Here, let's share with you guys. We're looking at this stuff. Start screen share. That. See? Now you guys all seen one. Um, but uh, to answer the question, uh, which is a horrible answer, I got nothing is, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know a good pickup replacement. Uh, oh, same pickup, would it like active or not? I like passive for that base for pickup. Tuner replacement, um, because of those tuners, because of the big, uh, uh, you know, elephant ear type, type tuners, I would just go with anything that directly fits into them. I like Hipshot, man, check out Hipshot first. Hipshot's one of my favorite base tuner key companies period okay now let's uh let's grab huh uh pyroson also asked what is the, what is exactly is the boss slow gear worth it i don't know what the slow gear is somebody i think i read it once like everybody um I'm sure the question that you're asking is for the same reason I think I looked up the slow gear uh, boss when they did the anniversary set, the three pe boss pedals, like the original boss pedals, that was like a thousand dollars for three pedals. Um, the slow gear was one of them. And then I looked it up and it was expensive as hell. I don't know. Here's what I can tell you about boss. I love boss. I, I have piles of boss over here. I, I'm a big boss fan, but something is funny about boss is boss. I think is a very smart company when it comes to knowing 
what to do. And sometimes they get, they stop making pedals because those pedals just either aren't good or aren't selling. And sometimes those are exclusively different. Sometimes it's exclusively the same problem, but then the guitar market is so conditioned that if you, if it doesn't exist anymore, it's gotta be worth something. It's gotta be good. Sometimes that's again, exclusively different, exclusively the same. And uh, I think sometimes with the boss pedals, I have had this experience, especially with boss pedals, where you try these old magical, don't make them any boss pedals anymore that they're like four and 500 bucks. And I, for more, more times than not plug in and just, not have a great experience like in fact i can tell you most of the time i plug in and go yeah that's why they got rid of it <laughs> stop so uh yeah yeah okay uh oh ken uh uh want want to be says phil what's up with the gnl visit uh you know gnl just sent me the message today asking about that um so i'm adjusting my schedule to tim tim Pierce, as you guys uh, know he messaged me uh, monday he was in europe he just got back and uh, we're still working on that so um, there you go. Tony wants to know, hey, Phil, the uh, Wampler Pan Pantheon thoughts. Um, haven't seen it. I saw, obviously, that they just released it today. It was funny. I got two emails. I got a bunch of emails that YouTubers did reviews, and then uh, I got a thing from uh, Boutique Amps Distribution. That's who I distributes Wampler pedals. Sent a notice out that, hey, they're, they're shipping those pedals. Um, I saw a video. I'll put a link in the description. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it compelled me the most out of all the videos I saw, which was they were comparing it towards the to the King of Tone, which I think is what it's going for. So for those guys that are interested in those, obviously I'm probably never going to review a Wampler pedal. Uh, uh, I don't think he's going to send me one. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I, you know, it's funny as I say, I'd buy one, but, uh, there ain't no Wampler dealers anywhere near me. So, uh, that's just, it's one of those things that just ain't going to probably happen. But, uh, but as like I said, I'll put a link to the people who did and, um, who knows, maybe, you know, maybe we'll, we need one. Oh, see, Paul Ewing e e says the Pantheon is a clone of the King of Tone. Oh, well, that's a smart move, man. Uh, that's really good, as long as the price is right. So there you go. I, I So, you know, I'm a, I am love it when uh, I have a Prince of Tone right here. I had a King of Tone. I sold my King of Tone. The, I kept the Prince of Tone. Now, some people don't like the Prince of Tone as much as the King of Tone. What I learned for me was... On the King of Tone, there was one setting I liked the most, and it happened to be also on the Prince of Tone. So I sold my King of Tone and uh, made enough money on my King of Tone to buy this pedal almost outright for free. So it's like, uh, I don't gamble, but I think that they call that playing with the house's money, right? <laughs> I, was, I bought a pedal, sold the pedal, made enough profit to buy this pedal. So literally got my money back. This pedal's, I think I got 10 bucks into this. So I, th I, th I thought for me personally, it was better to have this pedal for 10 bucks versus the other pedal, um, you know, uh, especially since I was using the design or using that, that setting. Uh, and then Michael says, you need one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You never know. Maybe I do. <laughs> um, one by four by nine says, are you doing the restring tour on the East of Mississippi? Man, you know, here's the deal with the restring thing. Uh, I, I hate to say this publicly. It's just a depressing thing to say. Uh, Mass Music in Virginia is fantastic. They're amazing guys. They are the guys who have been trying to back this since day one. Other than that, I've had no interest in the restring event. 
Um, the restring event is definitely like this thing I was excited about. I think you like you were excited about, and then everyone else, uh, biz the businesses why are flatlined about it. So I will come back at it because it is something I wanted to do. Obviously, it's not a monetary gain thing for me, so there's no money in it for me. So it's not like it's uh, it, I'm worried about uh, you know that. <laughs> Uh, in fact, Lawrence is on here. I told him at lunch one day, he was asking me about it. And I said, I said, well, I'll just find out a way to do it without the stores. I said, the stores don't seem to really want to promote it and, uh, or do it, you know, other than, you know, the mass music and stuff. And, um, I said, um, you know, I can work for free for anybody. Can I, I don't have to really, I don't know how you, about you guys, how hard do you guys have to work for, for free? Like, I don't think I should have to like beg people to let me work for free. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I will. I'll beg for work for free, uh, but I don't think I should have to. So on that note, yeah, man, I, if I find a place to do a restring event, I will do it. Uh, it's, it's, and when I say work for free, what I mean is I'm willing to work for free. I am not willing right now to pay to work. So, and, and, and so if, if a store can figure out a way to get me, that's the problem with Matt's music. They're willing to get me out there. The real, the reality though, is it, is that cause it's on the other side of the country, man. It's like $600 an airfare, you know, stick me in a hotel, a cheap hotel, you know, you still got hundred bucks a night. I mean, you know what I mean? With taxes and stuff. Uh, anyway, you look at this, it's, it, it's, it feels like eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars to do the event, and they just—I can't ask a, a small mom and pop shop to do that. So I'd ask them to cover is about three, four hundred dollars of the cost, and uh, which means I would be out of pocket for five hundred dollars, and I'm not willing to go out of pocket that much. I would go out of pocket a couple hundred bucks, um, but I'm not paying, you know, four or five hundred dollars um, because realistically, you gotta—I gotta—I guess be begin be transparent and honest, you guys. I'm a dad. I'm not gonna do something where I'm like, man, I could take my kids on a quick little trip and have some fun with my kids, versus go work for you know, uh, restringing all day. Um, I just want to, you know, I'm looking for a situation where I can help, you know, give you guys something back for say thank you, and give the store some some of you guys coming in and help get them some patronage, and everybody kind of wins. And if I walk in a zero sum game, in other words, I come back and I'm not out much or anything, I, I think that's a win win for everybody. But again, I can't I can't go in the hole, you know. <laughs> um, it's a hard thing to explain to a, your wife if you guys can understand. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah, well, how it works, honey, is I pay three, four hundred dollars and then I restring guitars all day for 10 hours and then I, and then I'm done. <laughs> Actually, you know, what's sad now I said out loud, I think I've said crazier things to her. So there's you go. That's the update on that. I'm still working on it. I'm never going to give up on that stuff. And if you guys know anything or have anything, let me know. Uh, Ross says, Hey, you should try crowdfunding. You know what? I'm a little, I'm a little weary of that. And here's why i i think there's a and i appreciate the suggestion i think there's a suggestion out there remember when i was talking about people have ideas different than my own <laughs> i i think just like your co comment i think there's a suggestion out there that i just haven't considered yet you know what i mean uh I'll, I'll figure it out we'll figure it out together so um uh, i think there's a way for us all to, it, what i'm really hoping so you guys know is what i'm really hoping that can happen now is uh as i go and do other things and i know i'm going to be in different cities and different states i would like to reach out to places and say hey i'll come and work for like half a day or a day while i'm there and then that way that's not a big deal 
And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, so if you guys know, obviously, I want to go do uh, go to L.A. and hang out with Tim Pierce and those guys and do all that stuff. If you guys know any stores in L.A. that would like to have a restring event, uh, I'd like to do when I'm doing multiple things like that. I don't think I can do a whole day if I'm doing other stuff, but I could do like a four or five hours straight. I don't have a problem doing that. Maybe six hours straight. So um, so let's there you go. So if you guys have the suggestions, if you know people, if you guys know a store in the L.A. area that would like to do a restring event. Uh, they know how to get a hold of me. Send it to askknowyourgear at uh, gmail.com, and uh, Michael will make sure it gets to me, and we'll we'll reach out to them, and we'll figure it out. Um, oh, okay. So we're gonna call it uh, in a minute, but I got a couple questions I want to see. I want to tag Red uh, Com says, "What do you think of the Ibanez Tallman? The neck were almost like Ibanez at at, but thinner to me. Uh, man." A Tolman's that's a regret guitar for me. I never bought a Tolman. I never owned one. And um I sometimes get a wild hair to go buy one. I look online and every time I go online, um, you know, you see them now, they're still good prices, but not the ones I remember. Do you guys remember when they had those cool like heavy metal flake finish ones? The green one, the silver one, the blue one. I always find them online now. They're always like the black one, you know what I mean? And then they don't have the exciting ones, but they have the new Tolmans. They're cool, but I, I kind of wanted the ones where they had the lipstick pickups and stuff. They were fantastic. Um, uh, Matt says expectations for this year's GitCon. I think it'll be good. We'll see. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good content creators going. Um, uh, you know, off to just the top of my head, Pete Thorne's going. That's great. Pete Thorne, the Tone King, uh, Steve from Boston, uh, 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 Rick Beato, uh, Adam Neely. Uh, who else did I remember seeing on the list? I saw a list of YouTubers that were going. Uh, you know, these are all those things that you get. I started down a road. Now I feel horrible. Anybody I don't mention, it's gonna. I feel sad that I'm, I'm missing them. But I'm, again, I'm doing this off a of memory, off a of one time seeing it for a second uh, kind of deal. Um, I think. Oh, Gearman, dude, he's going. You know what I mean? So I think you're gonna have a bunch of creators that were there last year, which is good. And you're gonna have a bunch of new creators, which is good. I think it'll be good. I think these events are a good idea. I think the Gearhead University and the GitCon, I think this getting YouTubers together to make content, I think ultimately is a good idea. Um, so I, I'd like I'd like to see more, so you know, GitCon stuff, you know, uh, these type of events um, and see what comes from it. <laughs> uh, the Dogpaw says, does GitCon get, understand GitCon, LOL? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You know, it's great. We'll see. You know what's you know what's awesome? We're all gonna go watch it for free, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. It's the the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the 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 problems on them. They gotta do, they gotta do all the work. We just gotta watch. And since I'm watching this year and not participating, saying I'll be just like you guys. We'll watch. Um, all right. So on that note, we went over the hour, and uh, we had 753 of us hanging out talking about gear. I just want to make sure I didn't miss any of the super chat questions and then I'll scoop one more question before we go. Uh, if I missed any super chat questions, I apologize. I think I got them all. Uh, and uh, again, if I did, I'll scoop them next week, but I don't see any the system has been a little wacky as you guys know, the last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, okay. Um, Danny Drabs says, do you have any solutions to microphonic vintage style pickups? It's a headache 
and uh, uh, and a half with the gain pedals, but like the vibe and the clean tune help. Well, part of the problem sometimes with a vintage style pickup is they do not uh, wax pot them. They don't uh, they don't pop them. Uh, so you could do that yourself. You can wax pot a pickup uh, if you uh, are, don't feel. Uh, you know that you can <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, it's a pretty simple thing watch a youtube video uh get a wax pot uh and and do it if you don't feel comfortable like i said you can find a shop that will wax pot your pickups that will help tr dramatically um a lot of times when they make reissue pickups vintage style pickups and you said a uh, vintage style so i'm assuming it's a reissue a lot of times when they make reissue pickups to make them accurate <laughs> they won't wax pot them um but back in the day, that's what everybody did. They wax potted those pickups. So you can wax pot them as well. That'll help a lot. Uh, save that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you can do that. That's not an issue at all. That's what I would recommend you do. Um, now, if they are wax potted, then there's a concern there. Um, that, that's going to be the issue. Uh, but yeah, always, uh, yeah, that's an easy thing to do. Get it wax potted. I don't know why I said yeah 50 times, but probably because I was rethinking everything I was saying in my head. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, wax on, wax off, as uh, as <laughs> Rita 04 says. All right, and as always, uh, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me today. It was cool. Um, I want to thank the uh, you guys for hanging out the live show. I want to thank the patrons for supporting through Patreon. I want to thank DistroKid uh, for reaching out and doing that thing with DistroKid. And uh, and I'm, I hope you guys are excited about not only what I'm going to do with that, put some music out there. Uh, I hope that you guys will think about doing what I said, uh, either using the DistroKid link and saving some money and doing that, or just put your music out there. But either way, you know now there's a place for you to share it for free, uh, whether uh, which is on the Know Your Gear uh, page. You can do that as well, and uh, and we we love to help you guys uh, share the stuff. And like I said, I'd like to see it too. Um, and then starting next week, a lot of you guys have sent me stuff in the mail, and uh, this is a, a question to ask you guys. Uh, some people uh, send me stuff in the mail, and I haven't been sharing that, and I'm not sure where I share, how I share, or what I say. If you think that's a, something I should add to the, the live show every week, uh, maybe show you guys the cool stuff that people send me. I mean, some of the stuff people have sent me is like off the charts, crazy cool. Um, I have a PO box and it just kind of shows up. So, um, I've been a little weird about it because I, you know, uh, you know, when you get gifts, it's a weird thing. It's like very cool because uh, you like getting gifts, but also you kind of, I, I have a guilt thing about gifts. I don't know. I always feel like it's hard, uh, when I get gifts, I, you know, don't know how to reciprocate sometimes. Um, but maybe I can reciprocate with a thank you and just talk about it on the show. So if you guys think it's something cool to talk about, please let me know in the comments below if you think that's cool or maybe, uh, maybe I should put that on Instagram. Anyways, as always, I want to thank you guys so much. Until next week, know your gear.